Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes at 48minutesnetwork.com, where you can find all your favorite articles, podcasts, game recaps, and all that great stuff by our awesome team. Today joining me, as he does every week, my man, Ben Brown. What's good, my guy? Not much, man. This is, uh, this is a good one we have planned. Uh, we actually, we prepped for this one a good amount. Yeah, we it did. Was, uh, it was a good one. We, we talk about all the Eastern Conference playoff teams uh, as they are right now. We're recording this on a Sunday night. And we talk about the one big question that each team has going into the playoffs. Um, so we go th- one through eight. Next week, we're going to do Western Conference. We're going to go one through eight. And, uh, yeah, this is this is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites in, in a few weeks. So make sure you guys stick out, stick around until the end. We also have a live podcast coming up, and that's going to be at Braxton Brewery on March 20th in Covington, Kentucky. Uh, we're going to be talking college basketball. We're going to be drinking some beer. We're also going to be raising uh, money for um, suicide awareness prevention. So make sure you guys come out. Um, donate to a great cause, talk hoops, drink some awesome beer, and have fun with us. And uh, enjoy the podcast this week, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I So we're going to be talking about the Eastern Conference teams today, and we're going to talk about the biggest question for all those teams. We're going to go through, uh, we'll alternate, uh, Ben, since you're my number one, I'm going to let you, uh, of course, Uh, I'm going to let you start us off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, sir. What is the number one question for the Bucks? Um, going into the playoffs? Um, I think their number one question has to be the consistent play of Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. Um, I think those two have have stepped up, uh, especially Middleton. Middleton has become a, we were talking about this before, he's become a all-NBA caliber player. Um, So I think that if he can play like that consistently in the playoff, I think they're hard to beat. Um, Their bench is playing well. Um, I like Malcolm Brogdon. I like uh, uh, Bledsoe. I mean, he's not on the bench, but he's another starter. But I like that team um, and what they bring to the table. We talked about them last week uh, being the Eastern Conference favorite. We talked about them. Uh, we don't think there's a team that could, I mean, outside of Toronto, um, that could really play with those guys. Um, we think that they're the dominant team of the East, but. I think that's a big question with, with those guys is can Middleton be consistent? Can Bledsoe be consistent? Can their bench be consistent? Um, I think they also uh, also a good question for them is can we see a playoff Giannis Antetokounmpo playoff mode? Is, is it different? I mean, he's already most likely going to be the MVP. Um, is there a different level to Giannis? I think those are both excellent questions. I'm going to start with the uh, Middleton and Bledsoe one. Um, can they be consistent? Can you get consistent, really good play out of them? I think you can. Um, I think that both of their games, 
really translate well for consistency, especially Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to be knocking down threes or anything like that. He takes really, really, really efficient shots. Mm-hmm. He is shooting on two-point field goals. He's shooting over 60% Ooh. on twos this year, Goodness. which is insane. Um, and that's just his his ability to drive to the hole and everything like that. Right. But he's not a poor shooter. I mean, he's still shooting, you know, almost seventy seven percent from free throw. So he's not a bad shooter. I, right. I think that's a. We talked about this before. I think it's a good judge of if someone's a good shooter or not is how well they do uh, on free throws. Yeah. He's still a good shooter, but he's so efficient. Yeah. His shot selection is excellent. Um, I think that that'll translate really well as far as Chris Middleton. He is uh, just all around. There's no real holes in his game. You right. know what I'm saying? He's not going to be the best guy on the court, um, but he's going to be one of the best guys on the court. And he's he's not going to be a liability on offense or defense uh, very rarely. So right. um, as long as that can keep up in the playoffs, we haven't really seen it too much. Yeah. But I think that's one of the main reasons why you're asking it is we haven't really seen it. Right. Right. So, um, I I personally think it will, um, but I agree that's something to watch for. As for Giannis, do we get um, you know playoff mode activated? Right, if you will. Yeah, no doubt. Giannis, um, it almost feels like LeBron got out at the right time, and, and this is it. And this is the passing <laughs> of the torch in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Giannis is the really he's the perfect superstar. He handles himself perfectly. He seems to answer every question perfectly. Um, He loves Milwaukee. And you really can't ask for much more on the floor. Yeah. Um, He seems like one of those guys that he will be Milwaukee until he retires. Like, If if there's ever a superstar in the league that's going to stick with the team. Yeah. He seems like that guy. Like Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And him. And him. Yeah. I don't... Like... I don't see him trying to form a super team. I don't see him going to play in another city. I think he's loyal, and I think he's all bought in to Milwaukee, for sure. I do, too, and I think this is the first year of many, many, many years mm-hmm. uh, of dominance in the Eastern Conference yeah. playoffs. And, uh, you know, when when you look at the matchup against Miami in the first round, yeah. who's stopping him? Who's sizing him up? Uh, really, Whiteside has moved to a bench role, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that. So, Bam Adebayo is going to try and stop him, I guess. Is that the answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, I, no. I really do think that that he's going to really go off because yeah, Jimmy Butler doesn't have the size to to keep up with him. Yeah, or uh, Kawhi. Maybe Kawhi can. Maybe Kawhi, but but you're still it's it's almost the Kevin Durant effect. Like we forget that Giannis is seven foot. Right. I mean he's he's literally that guy that should be playing down low, can play all over. Um, we like we talked about last week. From three, he's getting better. From the field, he's getting better. Um, if you come up close, he's got he can take two steps from the three point line, get to the basket. Um, he plays strong. He plays big body. I don't. I, Kawhi will give him some kind of fits just because Kawhi's a good defensive yeah. player. But Kawhi will give him 
the Andre Iguodala effect. Correct. Where it's like, wow, he only went off for 28 tonight. Right. Your MVP yeah. for only letting guys <laughs> right. go off for 28. Right. <laughs> right. Right. When yeah. he was guarding LeBron right. in the finals. Right. Where, <laughs> like, man, you know what? You went up against that guy every night just because of that. Mm-hmm. We'll we're going to we're gonna give, we're it gonna it give it to you. you. Yeah, we're so, going to give it to you. Just, uh, just because you battled him. I, I am very, very excited to see Giannis in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to deliver a million dunks that, that will embarrass people. Oh. And that will be must-see playoff TV. I agree. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be must-watch, must yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the second team. Uh, and that's the Raptors. I really don't think the Raptors are going to move much. Um, they're not going to move down to three, and, and it doesn't look like they're going to move up to one. So they're they're pretty locked in at the two. Yeah. So it looks like my number one question for the Raptors was: Can Nick Nurse put together a championship rotation? Mm. Solid. Um, I think that if he He's been given the keys to a Lamborghini. He really has. I mean, we we brought in Kawhi, the biggest, you know, outside of LeBron, because we all knew where LeBron was going, but the biggest free agent that was out there. We bring in Kawhi. Um, we've made trades. We've gotten you another big man in Gasol. Uh, we've got you other guys. Danny Green. Danny Green. I mean, we've gotten guys that are are, are comparable to what Nick Nurse likes to do. Um, that's a, I mean, that's huge, man. I mean, he's got, (laughs) he's got a lot riding on that. I mean, we've talked about that before where, you know, Elton Brand or, um, who's their GM? I'm sorry. Yamahin. It was. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I say his name literally like three times a week and I can't remember it now. Um, Okay. Right, anyways, we'll yeah. But anyway, but their GM has done a great job of bringing right. in pieces and, and putting them together. Um, Masai Ujiri. There we go. Okay. Ujiri, there we go. <laughs> Masai Ujiri. He plays for for Washington, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he's got the English contract. He never plays. <laughs> yeah. So, but the GM has done a great job of of doing what Nick Nurse does best. You know, spreading the floor, um, getting to the basket, shooting threes. His offense is well well ran that way. They love they love to. Get into the paint get into first. The, yeah. See the ball go in the hoop. Yep. And then once they're comfortable with that, they really pass the ball around yep. and, and, and let, let it fly. Three, and let the threes fly. Yep. Yep. So um here's here's my concern. Okay. And what we saw last year was this team was the number one seed. Mm-hmm. They were ten deep and they didn't need ten guys. Right. They needed their best seven or eight. And that was kind of where they struggled. Yeah. Was their seven or eight wasn't as good as the Cavs seven or eight? Right. You know their ten was better than the Cavs ten, but that seven, that seven needs five. to be really locked in. Yeah. These are my rotations. These are my guys in crunch time. Here's exactly who my guys are. Um. You know, Kawhi hasn't been playing back to backs. Right. Uh, he's not even traveling. If if it's one road game, he won't even travel. He don't go. Yeah. He'll just stay home. Mm-hmm. And I know he's in condition, right? But mm-hmm. is he is he used to the wear and tear of that uh, that playoff grind? Right. And that's what I want to see. Um, they're doing well without Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also think they're doing well without Kawhi because they know they can let him sit against bad teams. Right. 
Right. You know, they're fourteen and five without Kawhi this season. Do you think that they can let Kawhi sit for even one game in the playoffs? No, he's got to play. I don't either. Yeah, he's got to play. And I think that he's going to have to find rotations where uh, as much depth as you have, I think he's going to have to have two of either Kawhi, Lowry, Siakam, or Green. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to have two of them on the floor at all times. Right. So um, I think Nick Nurse in his first year with Toronto is going to have to get really creative Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out how I can do it. Because he has a lot of switchability he can he can really do a lot of cool things with the lineup Mm -hmm. but if he doesn't utilize that i i don't know i think that's their biggest advantage you know what i'm saying yeah and if he doesn't utilize that um i don't think that they'll be going to the finals yeah i agree with that um i also i have a big question about kyle lowry really what is it um i i just like some games, I, I watch him and I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the way he plays. Like he's like, like especially in the playoffs. If you remember in the playoffs, he he did not have several games where he had didn't have a really good stretch of playoff games. Like he just wasn't consistent. Um, if you remember, DeRozan kind of carried them through the playoffs. Kyle Lowry was kind of, uh, I mean, he'd have some games here, some games there, but he wasn't like a consistent threat. Yeah, he he's an excellent facilitator, mm-hmm. um, and he's a good defender. But I I do think that, and this is without looking at the numbers in front of me, I do think that he doesn't at least play up in the playoffs. All right, All right. So I think that you're gonna have to get that Toronto's path. Let's assume that because uh, at the time we wrote these questions uh, and the time we're recording this, Indy's the three seed. So let's assume mm-hmm. that Indy's the three seed. Toronto's path is very favorable. Yeah. Very favorable. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, and then if they beat Brooklyn, I would assume they would. They would play Indiana mm-hmm. if, if Indiana beat Detroit, which they would probably be favored to do. So they'd have to beat Brooklyn, and they'd have to beat Indiana yeah. to get to the conference finals. Yeah. They wouldn't have to play Boston. They wouldn't have to play Philly. No. They would. Yeah, I mean, is, if you're looking, yeah, if you're looking at a path, that's that's the that's considered the walk. I that's, mean, you, that's the least resistance. Yeah, right no there. doubt, absolutely. So, so Toronto should be praying that Indy is the three, because mm-hmm. man, if they can get to the to the Eastern Conference Finals against that, yeah, Kawhi does get rest. Oh yeah, that's a path right to see Kawhi getting rest. Absolutely, and uh, that's. That that's where the danger could be for Milwaukee. Yeah, because Milwaukee would have to play Miami, which I don't think they'd be worried about. Then they'd have to play either Philly or Boston, mm-hmm. and then and the, yeah. Toronto presumably. Yeah. So, um, just that second round, Philly or Boston. Yeah, if you can yeah. avoid if that, you can avoid that, <laughs> man, you're, you're lucky. <laughs> you're living right. You know, what yeah. I mean? you're living right if you can avoid those for sure. Yeah. All right, speaking of the three seed and the Pacers, your team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my big question for them, um, with no no Oladipo, um, Bogdanovich has kind of became the main threat there. Um, I want to see if he can give them enough to win playoff series. Um, I know in that series last year against Cleveland, he, he played really, really well. 
I mean, he was uh, the guy. Like we had talked about before we came on the pot. Alpha. He was the alpha. I mean, and he's starting to show that now these last, through the month of February and these last four games in March, he has averaged close to 23 points a game, which is six points above his actual season average. Um, he's He has been the go-to guy for the Pacers. So um, I want to see if he can lead that Pacers team into the into a playoff series win. Um, now they've got other guys, of course. Um, Sabonis is going to have to play well. Miles Turner um, is going to have to be lights out on defense. I mean, he's been actually playing really well defensively. Um, I would like to see him be more productive offensively, but he's been playing lights out defensively. So those are my questions for Indiana. Can can Bogdanovich be the guy, um, and can the other guys step in like Miles Turner, Sabonis, those guys? step in to lead us to a playoff series. So, full honesty here, there's there's three teams that are difficult to watch in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. The three teams being uh, Cleveland, Memphis, and Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, Cleveland comes on my local, so I'm I'm able to see them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, all all other 27 teams come on NBA League Pass, but I can't watch um, the Pacers on League Pass. No. So, so it's very stupid. It is right? dumb. So the cha- the only chance I get, uh, unless I'm really jumping through hoops or going on Reddit or whatever it may be, um, the only chance I really get to watch the Pacers is nationally televised games, which I'm sure as a Pacers fan, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's slim. Are few and far between. <laughs> it's slim. Um, you know, or they have to play like the Cavs on local. So right. I just changed this year, too. We used to be able to get the Pacers and the Grizzlies. No problem. <laughs> it was just the Cavs that were blacked out. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is rough because you know I, I would like to watch the Pacers every once in a while at least. All right. I, I'm just not watching a ton of Pacers games, so I'm kind of going to defer to you a little more on this one. Yeah. Do you think that a reason that he was such an alpha last year is because there was a lot of attention on Victor Oladipo? Yeah. Um. I I I definitely think that was part of it. Um. Oladipo was so good. Um, he had the opportunity to kind of shine a little bit on the side of Oladipo. Um, I don't know. The, the better he is playing now, the less his opportunities will be in the playoffs because, you know, playoff basketball, they're going to gear towards shutting him down if he's that guy. So, right. other guy, that's why I said other Put guys are going to. best gonna, defender. Right. He's going he's gonna to get the Kawhis. He's going to get the Jimmy Butlers. He's going he's gonna to get those guys in the playoffs where – we may not switch as much if we know you're going to be the guy scoring basketball. So I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. That's why I had such a question. If he is able to, right? you know, if he's going to be able to do that um, during the playoffs. Um, but other guys are going to have to be able to play. Um, I like, I love Sabonis. I'm glad he's back. He's been out with an ankle injury for the last five games. He's back finally. How many? Um, how many minutes a game? Should we expect from Sabonis in the playoffs? Do we have any idea? Um, I would think it'll be a little bit higher. Um, I would say anywhere from twenty-seven to thirty-three-ish. Um, I think that'll that's a, a reasonable number. Because um, he's averaging like twenty-five points yeah. a game, so he's going to have to play a little bit more. Okay. Um, because he's when he's on the floor, I mean, he's a difference maker. There's no doubt about it. Um, and he, like I said, he's not. He's more of the scoring threat between him and Miles Turner. Um, Wesley Matthews has been a big pickup for us. Uh, he's actually done some pretty. 
he's had some pretty big games for us as far as coming off the bench and doing some things. So there's going to be some guys that are going to have the opportunity to step step up and, and make plays. So um, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do and how they play it. Um, but depending on when they, if they're the three or the four, I mean, that's that's a, that's a big deal. You know I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, I'm the, I'm a Pistons fan, and right. it's, like, it's like, are we going to play the Pistons or the Celtics? Or the Celtics, right. you know what I mean? That's a huge deal, you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and and that's, that's kind of been the thing is that, you know, we're tied right now with Philly. We're both eight and a half out, we're both sitting at the three seat. So, um, I, of course, it's favorable. No, no shot at you, but it's more sure. favorable for us to play Detroit than it sure. would be Boston. Right. So, no, uh, I fully get that. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, it does look like the team that is going to play Boston is Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who's in the four seed. And my question for the Sixers was, who will be finishing games for Philly? Mm. Who is their closer uh, when they're running um, out-of-bounds plays? Who are they looking for? Ugh. Who's taking those shots? Are they are they dropping it down low to Embiid, which we saw Brett Brown try and do last year mm-hmm. in, in, in the playoffs, and it was just ugly? Yeah. Um, are they going to let um, Ben Simmons drive? Yeah. I mean, that's a really, really efficient shot. Um, Tobias Harris is, I mean, I would say one of the better shooters in the league. Absolutely. Do you let one of the better shooters in the league? J.J. Redick is probably one of the better shooters in league history. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> Do you absolutely. Him take the shot, absolutely. Uh, or Jimmy Butler is probably the guy that wants the ball the most. Oh yeah, he's right? definitely not afraid of the moment. And and when they got Jimmy Butler, the conversation really was. Well, now they have now he's their closer. He's their (laughs) the Sandman music plays at the end of games because Jimmy Butler's there. Mm -hmm. And remember that first week? Yeah, it was it his first game. Yeah, first game hits the big shot. Second 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 game game. hits the big game winner. Um, and it's like, oh wow! So this is what Philly looks like with the closer, right? Uh, and since then it's been a little more convoluted and and not as clear. And yeah. uh, and then they added Tobias Harris to the mix, right? And um, you know, with, with all the star power they have, I don't know if I'm even convinced that JJ Redick shouldn't be taking that last shot. When you when you uh, the Pistons game I was at this year, the when Blake scored fifty, that game went to overtime, and we refer to it as the Blake fifty point game, but uh, it because they won in overtime. If they don't win in overtime, it's going to be the J.J. Redick sends it to overtime with this off-screen, mm-hmm. crazy three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. He hit this. He hit this shot to send it to overtime, where he just caught it, and it was just like turning around. It looked insane. Yeah. yeah. It looked like uh, a Lamelo Ball or whatever, just <laughs> shooting up a three, but it went in. And yeah. uh, so that's my question: is is who do you think is going to be getting the getting the ball at the end? Oh man. I have a I have an issue, and I, and I understand that that there have been big men that have been able to close games. I, I get that. Um, it's it's hard for me to see them throwing it, throwing the ball down into Embiid to keep you know trying to close games, keep trying to close games when you've got Jimmy Butler, when you've got JJ Redick, when you've got Tobias Harris. I mean, you've got three guys that legit. 
can get any shot they want on the floor. On top of that, you probably have one of the best point guards in the league as far as getting to the basket, um, as far as making things happen when he gets into the ba- gets into the lane. You have a guy that is able to do and make his own shot once he's in there. So you've got four options. Um, I just don't know what they would do as far as who's going to be that guy. Um, and the problem is... Brett Brown isn't necessarily a genius at the end. <laughs> he's not. He's not like a, a, a crunch time savant right, by any right. means, right? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not that guy where you're like, oh man, he just made an unbelievable call right there at the end of the game. Like, yeah, not many. Not many press conferences where it's like, Brett Brown, you really just outcoached him there. Right? At the end. Can you, can you tell us what you were thinking, right? <laughs> So. so yeah, <laughs> and that is the surviving member of the Rick Pitino coaching tree right now. Ah, oh yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, yeah. what a tree! What a tree! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean they've got options. Um, I guess that's a good problem to have. Sure. When you have so many guys, here's um, here's my counter to that. If you have five closers, mm-hmm. do you have any closers? No, you don't. Right. Right. Because I mean. It, if you got two quarterbacks, you have a quarterback, right? Exactly. Like, you know, like you, you gotta somebody's gotta be that guy. Somebody's gotta be that guy yeah. that's gonna close it. So yeah. I get that it's a good thing to have the talent, um, but I also think it's a good thing that maybe you're in the third quarter and the game is close, and the players don't have to. It doesn't have to be racing through their mind. Am I going to be getting the ball at the end? Am I going to be getting the ball at the end? Right. It, they should have a good idea that. Uh, let's say it is Jimmy Butler. You know, I we just need to get through this third quarter, get through the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and if it comes to that, I'm going to do my part to get Jimmy the ball for the win. Right. You know what I mean? I I think that it could it could lead to uh, I don't know, not not a distraction necessarily because these guys are professional basketball players, and right. and I don't think that thinking about shooting a basketball is a distraction to them. No, not at all. But um, I do think that that clarity is a good thing mm-hmm. for them. And uh, I've talked about it before, just really defining their roles. Yeah. You know, this is kind of another step in defining their roles. Right. But, uh, well, I think part of that, too, is that with Embiid missing, you know, he missed five games, I think, this last, towards the end of the season. Um, I think part of that issue is going to be, that have they had time to define their roles? I mean... No, I mean, I, I don't know how many minutes they've played together as right. a unit you know right. what i mean and and there's a good amount to it it's, it's like a quarterback on a wide receiver running mm-hmm. routes where you know where the guy's gonna cut you know where he's gonna break mm-hmm. i mean in basketball it's you know um it, you see it a lot with jimmy butler on the force specifically where he's pointing out no, no no go over here go over here right um and i said it i think last week where jimmy butler and tobias harris were kind of running into each other and their spacing was just really weird yeah it was really weird where um, they would kind of occupy the same space every once in a while yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, they're gonna have to figure that. They're gonna have to figure that out, no doubt. Because they they definitely got the star power. Um, just Man. you know, can they can they play better than the sum of their parts? And that's gonna be a thing that yeah, that's gonna be a thing that's gonna come down to. I mean, because no doubt about it, you look at their roster. If it's just if you're just looking at paper roster. 
start hands down, you look at that roster. That's that's a wrap. I mean, oh, that starting lineup is bulletproof. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's a wrap. I mean that roster is just from top to bottom. I mean, there's not a roster in the Eastern Conference that is that it compares. I mean, but I mean, maybe the Celtics. I mean, if you look at roster, sure. I mean, you're looking at roster. Maybe the Celtics, but other than that, I mean, you've got Embiid, all pro. You've got Butler, all pro. Simmons, all pro. JJ Redick should be an all, all pro. Time. Should be an all time shooter, all time pro. I mean, sure. People, I mean, people don't give him enough credit. I mean, but JJ Redick is as legit as a guard as you can get it, as far in, as shooting the in basketball. In my mind, I think of him as a top three. Or top ten three point shooter. Yeah, yeah, time. absolutely. And yeah, that's a that's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think he's. I, I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily in his prime, but I don't see him yeah. as like a washed guy. No, Mm-mm. by any means. So. And on top of that, out of also you have Simmons, who's an all star, all pro. So I mean, Did you, you say Harris. Oh, and you have Tobias Harris, right? Who's an all star. Or should have been an all-star this past year, too. All-star talent, for sure. Yeah, so if you look at roster top to bottom, I mean, they should they should be the team to beat. They should be the team to beat. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what, what they do. Right now, the matchup has them going against the Celtics mm-hmm. in the 4-5 matchup. Um, I don't know if I'm excited that they are playing in the first round or if I want it to kind of have higher stakes. I know, yeah. Uh, it's awesome that, because really the second round, all the matchups are, are cool. Yeah. So it, maybe it's a great thing that we do have one kind of, uh, you know, Hollywood matchup in the first right. round. Because all the matchups in the second round are Hollywood, so. Yeah. But right now they're playing the Celtics. Ben, I ask you, what is the Celtics' biggest question heading into the playoffs? Man, it's it's gotta be Kyrie and the consistency of that roster um you watch them I mean they have devastating losses like some of their losses have been just really bad um and then you watch them play like last night versus the Lakers now granted the Lakers are a shell of themselves obviously sure but you watch them play and you watch them play with moving the ball and and making shots and making the right play and you watch that and you're like, how can anybody beat this team? You know, um, they've been on this West Coast trip and I mean, they've been playing really well. Even Gordon Hayward looks like he's kind of rounding himself back in the form. Um, you're watching, you know, Kyrie is being a facilitator. Like we had talked out about a month or so ago, we love Kyrie the facilitator. He is a really good ball player when he's facilitating and moving the offense. So I think their biggest question is, can they be consistent in doing that? Can Kyrie be consistent? Can they not have lapses in uh, defense? Can they not have lapses in uh, being a team and playing as a unit and not being old guys versus young guys? Or what we've seen earlier, you know, where you've got the Tatums and the Browns versus Kyrie's and Hayward's and the Horfords, those guys who are kind of the elder statesmen. Can they pull it all together and be dominant like we have thought they were going to be you know, and be that dominant team. Yeah, and it's really the the difference between this year and last year, um, you know, besides Kyrie and um, Hayward specifically, I think is the expectation is there for them 
to mm-hmm. not have lapses and for them to kind of be a, a big a, the big team there um mm-hmm. It's crazy that right now they're not on pace to even have a home playoff series in right. the first round. It's <laughs> right. insane, man. Yeah. Um, really, really failing compared to the expectations. Um, but do we think that, that they can be consistent? Do we think Kyrie can lead this team? Have you heard about the plane trip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this plane trip, Kyrie gets with Brad Stevens says he wants to address the team. Um, and I think I think I'm saying this from how I remember it from Bill Simmons. Um, and, yeah, he addresses the team, talks to them, um, and really kind of just takes ownership. Hey, I haven't been doing a great job leading, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing here, of course. Right. And uh, the team comes out and really has a fire lit under them. Yeah. Do you think that the the plane speech is actually going to make a big impact um and possibly solving that question that you're asking right i i think that i think any time that your leader steps up and takes ownership for their behavior um it gives that team a sense of okay now we have a direction um as a leader that's your job it's your job to step up and say okay it's my fault. I've been talking way too much, which we talked about last week. I've been running my jib way too much. I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been doing things out of character. I haven't been myself. Um, I think that once that leader steps up and does that, I think it can make a change. I think it can make a difference. Um, you've seen that on this this last trip there, this West Coast trip. I mean, they've been playing really well. And maybe part of that is because he did step up and say, okay, I've got to do a better job leading. I've got to do a better job of being a facilitator uh, on the floor. I've got to do a better job of leading this team to where we should be. So there is something to that. Um, I mean, gosh, we're normal guys in in a normal work environment. We, you know, we have jobs, mm-hmm. and I know for me, like like when you see your boss or whoever it is, your your leader uh in your workplace step up and take ownership mm-hmm. and uh i don't know there's something to that it, it is inspiring it does rally you a mm-hmm. bit and um and so i see how it can have a, a good a, a big effect because um, it has effects on on me um i would assume it has effects on you yeah, we're humans absolutely they're humans as well. I, I think that it's uh, it's only natural for it to affect them. Yeah. In a big way. So. Yeah. Um. Man, I, we'll save predictions. We're not, we're, <laughs> right. not, we're not doing predictions today. <laughs> All right. In that series. But that series is gonna be it's gonna be legit. I oh, mean, man. I mean, call like, off work. Yeah. And just stay home. Yeah. Just so you can get ready for yeah. it. And, oh. Yeah. I mean, because it's gonna be legit. Clear it's, out it, your schedule, man. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You just hope that both teams come out and play the way you expect them to play. Oh, man. I I think it is going to be... Boston-Philly is going to be two teams throwing haymakers. Mm -hmm. Whew. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Moving on from that series, uh, Ben. Yes, sir. The three six matchup <laughs> is me versus you. I know. You versus me. 
the malice at the palace. When when Ben and I first started this podcast, we had uh, I think producer Tim came up with the idea yeah. to call it the malice at the podcast. Yes, um, malice of course is not a word used in everyday terms, so we we didn't go with malice at the podcast. Right. Um, but the spirit lives on, yes, nonetheless. It does. And malice at the at the podcast yeah. uh, match up at the three six. My question for the Pistons mm-hmm. was: Can Blake Griffin be All NBA in a playoff series? Because mm. right now uh, we were having this discussion. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin to me is is probably third team All NBA, right? Um, as a forward, and he is playing lights out. Yes, he is lights out this year, and um, the Pistons are on just a killer hot streak. They're beating teams that they should. Which is good. They're playing. They're playing well against good teams, and then the teams that are, you know, worse than them. I'll say, they're putting them away, and yeah. they should. And that's a sign of a mature team that they haven't shown in a really long time. Um, we talked about how hot they were last week, mm-hmm. and they've just remained hot, man. Yeah. You know they're. They're beating the Bulls. I'm sorry, Tim. They should. They should. The Bulls aren't trying to win. Right. And, they shouldn't and that's be what trying they to should win. Do. Right. They beat the Raptors. That's a really good win. Um, there was a tweet, and I'd like to credit the uh, the person that tweeted it. It was uh, their name is Shirts. It's at s underscore Shirts underscore nineteen. Um, he said Blake Griffin is shooting more threes and at a higher percentage on those threes. Than KD this year. Ooh. Oh, oh my oh, oh, oh. gosh! Goodness. And Blake Griffin. Smoking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Blake Griffin's height. Same as KD's. Same as KD's. Blake Griffin's build. Big. Yeah, he's he thicker big, than he big KD. Body, no okay? doubt. He big body. Um, and I'm not. I'm not speaking into this microphone saying that Blake Griffin is better than Kevin Durant. I. Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the world right now. Agree, but Blake Griffin is is big time this season. Yes, he is, and he deserves an All NBA. Um, he deserves All NBA status this year. He deserves to be on that team, and he needs to perform in mm-hmm. the playoffs like he's All NBA. And part of his success this year has been Andre Drummond. Oh God, who I, I, I have I, I have to admit. Got a little man crush on Andre Drummond. I do too, man. Love that dude. I must be in the 99th percentile for Andre Drummond uh, love in the league. And (laughs) producer Tim is shaking his head. No one else has love for this man. Yeah. And that's fine. Hold on. We we text each other in the group text and and tweet all the time. Another 20 rebound game for Drummond. Another 20 rebound. I'm I'm like, what do I tell you? Most underrated. Player in the league for as good as he is, he's like he's like literally on pace this year to break the twenty and twenty mm-hmm. record, right, yeah. or something like that. Like something crazy. He's got like a dozen this year. Already. Yeah, yeah. Dude, since the uh, since the All Star break, he's averaging nineteen points, seventeen rebounds, unreal, man. two blocks and two steals, what? unbelievable. What? Yeah. Excuse me. And, but here, and I, we talked about. It. Nobody talks about him. Nobody, nobody says nothing about him. Nobody. I don't get it. He's, he's killing it, killing it. I don't. I don't understand. He is, man. Um, those two are big time. And I, I know you're a Pacers fan. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that the Pacers will be favored in this series. Yeah. But 
um, if 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 I'm being honest, and of course I'm biased, I'm a Detroit fan. If I'm being honest, Detroit's gonna have the best player in the series in Blake Griffin. Agree. And I think that's probably by far mm-hmm. right. I, I agree. There's with only that. one All Star in that series, mm-hmm. and that's Blake Griffin. That's Blake. Mm-hmm. The second best player in that series, in my opinion, is Andre Drummond. I would agree with that. And to have the only All Star in that series, and to have the second best player in that series, mm-hmm. if Detroit were to, you know, if Detroit's going to win a playoff series, it's going to be against Indiana that's hobbled this yep. year um, without their best player, without their All Star, Victor Oladipo. I think this is the year that Detroit could uh, could win a few playoff games. Their shooting is better. Luke Kennard is turning it on from three, which is awesome to see. Wayne Ellington's been an incredible addition. Mm-hmm. Um, so glad that he picked Detroit to go to after the buyout market. This is awesome. Um, when we talked earlier, they were like the worst. You know, we talked at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. about their struggles in December. Um, they went. <laughs> They they won one game yeah. in the month of December, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't buy a bucket. Yeah, and now they're shooting the lights out from three. Yeah, and um, of course they're shooting lights out from three because look what Drummond's <laughs> doing down low. Yeah, you have to attack that. Um, Absolutely, Blake Griffin's helping the cause from three, like we said earlier. And um, this this Pistons team under Dwayne Casey, the um, current reigning. Defending undisputed, undisputed coach of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, how, how big has he been for your, for that Pistons franchise? Huge man, huge. The fact that he, uh, you know, it took him a while to really, uh, really, I don't know, believe in the young guys, but but fully invest in these young guys, and it was kind of like a like an earn your keep, and. Um, you know, Bruce Brown, when he got his minutes, he would go in and he would work his tail off. And uh, I know he got put in a blender about two weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> right. But that's what he does. He he tries to cover the guys so hard and he tries to play so hard on mm-hmm. defense, Bruce Brown does, that, you know, sometimes he will overcompensate. But if he gets beat and if you give Bruce Brown a split second to catch back up to you, he's going to swat that ball from yeah. behind so quickly. Uh, same thing with Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard was getting DMPs mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. He was getting no playing time. Now Luke Kennard, you know, he'll get five three attempts a game. Yeah, some games he's hitting five threes. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's just been great. Um, you know, I, I I liked Van Gundy fine, mm-hmm. but um, it's a different energy. Man, it's a way different energy. Man, it it is great. And, yeah. And look what happened with Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. He was good last year. He yeah. was good. Yeah. But but he's... Man. Yeah, he's been unreal. That contract, is it? Is it a horrible contract anymore? No. Not anymore. Maybe it's, yeah, not, maybe it's not a good contract or right. a great contract. Yeah. But I don't, I don't even know if it's a bad contract. He's just an expensive player. Right. But, I mean, he's also giving you, you know, 26 and 8 or whatever he's giving you a yeah. game. I mean... But really, when you look at... Look at the teams that have won championships the last the last handful of years. All right, we're gonna go through this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, MVP in the finals, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Year before that, MVP in the finals, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. He's a two way wing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Year before that, um, MVP in the finals, LeBron, LeBron James, James. two way wing. 
year before that, Andre Iguodala, because he was guarding LeBron. <laughs> Both <laughs> yeah. of them two-way wings. Yep. You know, you, before that, what, Kawhi Leonard, yep. two-way wing? Like, this yeah. is the most important position in no basketball, a two-way wing. And the Pistons have one of the top five or six mm-hmm. of these yeah. in the NBA. And um, I don't think that can be understated, especially in a series where they're going against a team that has incredible defense yeah. and plays well above their skill level. Yeah, I mean, the effort and, and their defense is there. Right. But but they would be playing a team without an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And not a and we're a team without an all star, and we also are a team that I mean we don't have a like we talked about before is we don't have a Oladipo with the you know bringing in Bogdanovich like we don't have that guy that can turn it on like a Blake Griffin like a Blake Griffin could go out and give you forty fifty we don't have that like with not having Oladipo we don't have that so. It'll be interesting. I, I, our team scraps. We play hard. We play, you know, we play great defense at times. Um, yeah, you, you don't have that heat check guy, right? Right. Even like, I mean, gosh, you feel like Buddy Heald at any given night can give you forty, right? Right. Right. And yeah, I don't know. You, know, yeah. you guys don't have that heat mm-hmm. check guy. So uh, this series right now is getting a lot of heat in a bad way yeah. from the national media, and to me. Of course, to me, it's it's my team and it's your team too. This is a series I'm excited for. Uh, it's a fist fight series. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. Like it's going to be gritty. It's going to be you know hard rebounds, hard fouls, tough defense. Like it's just going to be a fun, fun. This is Easter. That's Eastern, it's Eastern Conference, Conference basketball. Yeah, you know what I mean for sure. So I think it's going to be a it's going to be one of those gritty series where they're just going to grind and it's it's going to be a really good. It's going to be a really good series. Um, but it'll be interesting because, like, the points you made are great points. Blake Griffith will be the best player on the floor, and Andre Drummond is so underrated. Um, I worry about that. I definitely worry. As a Pacer fan, I worry about that. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's move on to um, the opponent right now for the Raptors. That would be the Brooklyn Nets. Your Brooklyn Nets. So right now they're not my Brooklyn Nets. That's I'm, I'm putting it on pause. I'm taking a Brooklyn Nets fan hiatus. I'm not, I'm not wearing any of my Brooklyn Nets shirts until the playoff seating is finished. Because right now I wake up every day and I I think, man, I hope Brooklyn loses. <laughs> and luckily they have the hardest schedule in the world. We'll, they do. we'll talk about it. But yeah. what is your number one question for the Brooklyn Nets? Um. My number one question is, will the players be able to handle and fit the stage? Um, you have a, a, I mean, a stud in D'Angelo Russell. I mean, that guy's really came on, all-star player. Um, you have um, Dinwiddie, who's also been playing at a high level. you got Karis LeVert back, who's also, before he got injured, was playing at an all-star caliber level. Can those guys, those young guys, be able to feel and play playoff basketball at a consistent level. Um, Lavert, you know, is working his way back. Um, D'Angelo Russell is probably the key to that, um, just because he's their all-star. He's their guy. 
can he be that guy in an all-star or in a playoff series consistently going against other all-stars and other playoff teams night in and night out? If I had to answer it, I would say no. It feels like they're a year or two away. Um, I think that... I don't think they're the Denver Nuggets by any means. I think the Denver Nuggets are one of the more talented teams in the NBA. Um, But they're like the Denver Nuggets of maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. Where you could kind of see on the horizon that, oh, oh, wait, this, this team is getting some talent together mm-hmm. these, these guys are all pretty young they all seem to be 23 24 you know what i mean in their first three years in the league whatever it may be and uh yeah and i just i just think that they're a few years away it'll, it'll serve them well to have some playoff experience yeah um but to to me it's not the right the right uh time for them right yeah yeah i, I don't think that they're gonna perform poorly or, or necessarily worse than in the regular season right but i just i don't i don't see them hanging you know being able to, to right. hang with Kawhi leonard right you know what i mean to be able to hang with uh siakam right right danny greens and lowry it's just it'd be too much for them i, yeah. I think and i know that that's another team that plays really hard plays a little bit above their skill level mm-hmm. will go out there has a chance to kind of punch you in the mouth a bit yeah but I do think at the end of the day, the skill level is just not there for them. Yeah. Um, as much as I, I do really like the Nets. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they're a couple years away. Um, but gosh, are they fun, man. They're a fun team to watch. Um, if Jared Allen can like block Kawhi Leonard... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's right. that's a victory for for Nets Nation out there. Yeah, absolutely. But the, I mean, that, I think that's where you're at. I think when you're looking at them in the in a playoff series against Toronto, um, I think that I think that stage is just a lot for them to handle right now. Um, they're just now getting into that. We're finally a playoff caliber team. That playoff is a whole nother animal, man. And you're getting a healthy Kawhi. You're getting a Siakam who's playing well. You're going to have to go against Kyle Lowry, an all-star point guard. Um, it's going to be a lot for them. I agree with you. It's going to be a lot for it them. It is. I, uh, but I do like. I do love that young core. They're oh, fun. Man, me too. I saw, I saw a uh, graphic on NBA TV, and it doesn't give me what the qualifications are for um, – which players are eligible for this, but it's the top 10 players this season in points per possession on isolation plays. Points per possession on isolation plays. Top mm-hmm. 10. Uh, Harden, Durant, DeRozan, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Giannis, Lillard, Westbrook, Dinwiddie. Ooh. What good company to be yes, in. Yes, it is. Dude, it, that man. is a list you want to be on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a list you want to be on for sure. Man. Yeah. So, um, again, I, I don't see the Nets really making a run. I think that some people um, see them to have a chance to kind of be a sneaky playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we're a year or two away and probably a free agent or two away. So Yeah. That's that's where I'm at on my net. Do you th- do you think they'll attract a 
a big time free agent? No, um, I guess what it depends what you mean by big time. Um, like I think that they could be they could attract like a uh, Tobias Harris type tier right play, right player. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll get Tobias Harris in particular, but. Kind of that tier. It'd be a second yeah, tier. Yeah, second tier player. Um, if not third tier. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna need somebody else. They would need a forward. They, yeah. They need some type of wing, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Their backcourt's solid. Solid. They have three. And, you know, are they going to keep uh, Russell? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Jared Allen, you know, seems to be the guy... In the middle, so yeah. really their wings is the That's where is it's the, at is the question there. Yeah. So, all right, and the last team we have is the Miami Heat. My question for the Heat was: Can Dwayne Wade give it one more run? Let's hope. Let's hope, man. I, I just, I just, I hope so, man. I that guy. When Game Four is over, mm-hmm. they're in they're in uh, Milwaukee, and Dwayne Wade's done. And he does a jersey swap with Giannis or whatever, yeah. and he's crying. I I really hope that we can look and say, man, Dwayne Wade played a hell of a playoff series. Yeah, I hope so too. That's all I'm looking forward to for 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 Miami's sake. Um, yeah, because it's going to be over in four. I mean, it's going it, to be over in four. It'll be quick. Yeah, no. Um, after after game two, he'll get a five minute standing ovation mm-hmm. in center court. He'll kiss the kiss the logo, the, the Miami Heat logo, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that'll be it for him in Miami. Yep. Um, so really, you're just hoping that the Flash can give you um, just yeah. a little bit of nostalgia there. Yeah, absolutely. This this team, you know, uh, Hassan Whiteside isn't gonna um, isn't no, gonna. There's be no a, magic there. There's he's, no. he's not gonna be a world beater, <laughs> right? Um, you know, we like Josh Richardson. Yeah. We there's no not gonna be any Dion Waiters big yeah, shots. There's no. not gonna be some cool Derek Jones dunks. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See that one tonight? No. no. Pretty sick. Yeah. He like caught it like way back here and threw it in like that one Blake dunk it in oh, the yeah. papers. Yeah. It, it really you're just looking for some good feelings from right. Miami. That's it. If they can give you if they can give you a couple good dunks, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade can maybe throw up an alley oop to Derek Jones. Right. Um There we go. Yeah, so. you just want something you want him to have a good series. Yeah. Do some, you know, typical flash stuff, you know, bring them back within 10 within the fourth quarter off yeah. a couple good jumpers. There you go. Get into the basket. But they're still going to lose by 15. But you just, he made a run at it, you know. Yeah, you just don't want it to be like they're losing by 35 every game. Right. Dwayne Wade is, you know, 2 for 11 from the floor. Right. And it's like, ooh, this is just painful a, to watch. Yeah, just a bad feel. Yeah, so that's really what we're hoping for is – is uh, Dwayne Wade gives us those feels that we love, which mm-hmm. which does remind me of uh, of Tim's article that he wrote for us um, months back when it was "How will you remember Dwayne Wade?" That was a good one. Yeah, for, totally forgot about that actually. Yeah, I did not, Tim. So, <laughs> um, where I share my funny story of I've seen Dwayne Wade in person twice, and neither of them were with the Heat. He had a Bulls jersey on yeah. once and a Cavs and a jersey. Cavs. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to get nostalgic a little bit about Dwayne Wade, go check out that article. Um, you might have to do some digging on our site, but that's not a bad thing. Um, and make sure you check out our site. Uh, it's 48minutesnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
check it out. We got articles up there, game recaps, podcasts, all that good stuff. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at 48 Minutes Network. Um, and again, guys, we got this live podcast coming up. That's going to be March 20th at 7:30 at Braxton Brewery in Covington, Kentucky. That's going to be uh, Storm the Court presents at Large Bid, and we're going to be talking college basketball. It's 48 Minutes presents at Large Bid. 48 Minutes presents Storm the Courts presents Braxton Brewery presents. <laughs> We're going to be at a brewery We're talking college brewery basketball. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> raising, raising good money. Yeah. Raising money. Um, suicide American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Absolutely. Yeah, so awesome cause. Um, college basketball, can't go wrong. Braxton Beer, can't go wrong. Mm-mm. And me. And, and Tim. And Tim, so eh. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you guys come uh, check it out and support in any way you can. It would really mean a ton to us. Um, but yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys giving us the time. Make sure you check us out, like us, subscribe to us, tweet at us, tell us what you want to hear, tell us what you like, don't like. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. And mm-hmm. as always, have a great week, guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs>